Welcome back. This is LJ and feeling the pull to help us all get a little more connected today. Been enjoying some study of the Yoga Sutras, which is considered to be the original text on yoga, union, alignment, connection, gnosis, and really helps us remember what yoga is supposed to be about, and especially the spiritual aspects, which is a lot of what I want to talk about today. And I'm kind of bringing us back around <clears throat> to one of the earlier sutras, which talks about how yoga is supposed to be about connecting us with this inner part of us that we could call our spiritual self, our higher self. The yoga word is purusha. So just want to share, dropping in a moment with the Yoga Sutras translation here by Ravi Ravindra, one of my favorite scholars who's studied and made books about yoga in this last 20 years or so. So Ravi brings us into this study of Sutra 1.4, which reminds us about how the purpose of yoga is to refine the mind so that it can serve as a proper instrument for this thing called Purusha or for our higher self, our more spiritual self, our soul, our God within, whatever we call it. So the purpose of yoga is supposed to be to refine the mind so that it can serve as a proper instrument for this aspect of us. So, again, he reminds us that the essential nature or the true form of us, we can call Purusha. It's the transcendent being within us. He also reminds that Purusha is steady attention without distractions. It's conscious energy or it's pure awareness. So this is where we can see like practicing steady attention and pure awareness is part of what connects us, reconnects us with this transcendent part of ourselves in life, right? So he reminds that when the distractions are removed, the seer resides in its own true nature. So when we remove the distractions from the mind, right, that, that are keeping us from being in that higher aspect of ourselves, then we can reside in our own true nature, which is that like spiritual God self, right? So again, he says the purpose of yoga is to refine the mind so that it can serve as a proper instrument for Purusha. When thinking enters, the mind brings its expectations and its projections. Then we cannot see reality as it is, actually. Interesting, so thinking kind of screws up our interpretations of reality often, right? So he goes on to say that the real knower is not the mind, although the mind can be a proper instrument of knowledge. The mind needs to become free of distractions which occupy it and prevent true seeing. So he reminds us that the Yoga Sutras, this whole text, emphasizes the need to quiet the mind so that there can be more and more correspondence 
with clear seeing of Purusha. So yeah, a lot of these practices built to help us quiet the mind, even if it's just quieting it down, right? And even if it's just seconds at a time, but it's so that we can reconnect with that spiritual aspect of ourselves and of life and experience that more, reside in that more, right? Practice that more, be that more. So he says, only a still mind can be attentive and only a still mind can be the dwelling place of Purusha in its own true form. And here, I love this quote I had highlighted this years ago. There is a quality of attention and seeing which can bring about an action in ourselves which allows a radical change to take place naturally from the inside. Oh, how beautiful is that? So he's talking about just shifting our attention and that when we try this different quality of attention and seeing, which really is this, like coming back into the more like spiritual awareness, even more like loving awareness, right? And bringing that in our vision and our attention and seeing. So he's talking about this quality of attention and seeing can bring about an action in ourselves, which allows a radical change to take place naturally from the inside. So this is like how yoga changes us, right? And again, it can be so fascinating to consider how do those exercises play in, right? Because so many of us still think yoga is exercises. Well, yes, those exercises are a place to practice this mind practice. And also the energy work of those poses helps us to align and even refine that mind. And the alignment that we get in the structure, interestingly, also helps us quiet and align the mind. So the exercises play a role, right? But this is why I'm even doing this series, to get us back to the roots of yoga, if we like that word. It's not downward dog, even though that's one of the tools, is the exercises. So, but that's what's so exciting, is why and how yoga can change us from the inside out naturally, right? Like this quote says, a radical change taking place naturally from the inside. So beautiful is because it's helping us start to really play with and hone and own our attention more and making it about reconnecting with that higher aspect of ourselves as a way of being, as a way of seeing the world, an embodiment, right? So fascinating and exciting. So, yeah, he reminds us that Patanjali, who's the one who put together the Yoga Sutras, so kind of the original official teacher on yoga, even though he was just sharing teachings that had been passed on for generations before, not in a book, but Patanjali begins with the statement that attention is the main concern of yoga. So that's really what we're playing with. And I think this is so interesting because so many of us aware that we're struggling with our attention might even call ourselves attention deficit or different. And so it's just interesting to consider how yoga is supposed to be. The main intention is supposed to be about our attention, right? And refining the mind. So he says, attention is the main concern of yoga. Otherwise the seer, that higher aspect of us, right? Which is above the mind is misidentified with the instrument of seeing. Steady attention is the first requirement of letting the real, he calls it, which is his way of talking about like spirit. So steady attention is the first way to let spirit 
reveal itself to us. He says, the real, which is like God, is always revealing itself everywhere. But in our untransformed state, we are not receptive to this revelation. (laughs) How beautiful is that? So the exciting thing is the more that we practice yoga, right? And really we're talking about use of attention, that we can start to realize that the spiritual, the magical God, whatever we call it, is always revealing itself everywhere. But in our untransformed state, we're not receptive to this revelation. He says, all the sages of humanity are of one accord in saying that there is a level of reality pervading the entire space inside us as well as outside, which is not subject to time. The sages call it by various names, such as God, Brahman, Purusha, Spirit, Allah. However, we are not in general in touch with this level because we are distracted by the unreal, by the personal, and by the transitory. Just as there are radio waves originating from various transmitting stations around the world, which we cannot hear if we do not have a properly tuned radio receiver, Similarly, the vibrations of the Holy Spirit or of the Buddha mind or of Purusha cannot be received by us if we do not have a properly tuned apparatus. <laughs> what that was talking about tuning. <clears throat> Our whole psychosomatic complex is the apparatus which needs to be tuned in order to perceive the subtle vibrations of the timeless reality. This needs a radical transformation of the whole of our being. Yoga is the way to such a transformation. With transformation, we will be able to see our situation and the world as it is at depth, not the way we imagine it to be or wish it to be. The cultivation of steady attention is therefore the first and most important step in this transformation. Wow. So then he goes on to say, the mind is not the real knower or seer. The real seer is Purusha, like this inner being, who knows not with the mind, but through the mind. He reminds us, William Blake said that, we see not with the eyes, but through the eyes. And that seeing through the eyes, we see transcendent visions, visions not vouch, what's this word, vouch vouchers to ordinary eyes. Yoga aims at the transcendence of the mind. The purpose of yoga is to free us from the misidentification of the seer with the vrittis. Remember the vrittis were the fluctuations in consciousness or of pure awareness with the contents of consciousness and therefore with the mind an instrument of perception. Yoga leads to freedom from myself as I usually am, which is to say freedom from fear and self-importance by an increasing identification with the I, which is Purusha. So the more we identify with our spiritual self, right? The less freedom, more, less fear and self-importance we have. Identify yourself with nothing less than God. He quoted Madame de Salzman, so say that. So yoga aims at freedom from the distractions of the mind-heart so that the seer in us could actually see the way it is. Otherwise, we're misidentified with the instrument of seeing, which itself is unclear and which introduces distortions. Ah, 
And so he says, when the mind is without distraction, Purusha can see clearly through the mind. The only activity of spirit Purusha is seeing, not in the sense of visualization, but in the sense of pure awareness. So he goes on to say that Purusha cannot be personal just as God or spirit cannot be personal. It's completely transpersonal and beyond expression. It's the source of attention and consciousness in each being. Wow. So Purusha, that inner being, that higher self, that God within, being the point of yoga, all forms, always, all the tools, all the practices about reconnecting us with that part of ourselves and starting to see ourselves in the world and experience that and just realizing that it's always everywhere. And that's why coming into the moment with that awareness, attention, quieting, focus is what it's all about. To create this radical transformation from within quite naturally, right? How beautiful is that? So I hope this is helpful to you along your journey. And reach out if I can be of any help to you as you develop your practices and perspectives in psychology here to tune you. Sending lots of love. Until next time, this is Laura Jane. Namaste.